Hello. With the surprise mid-off-season fantasy podcast. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing the best I can in these very difficult times. Um, I was joking around with you, and I when I said that uh, you know we I can't wait to do a podcast when this is all over, and um, you your your excitement um, really got me excited, and you know here we are, we're recording a podcast. No one's gonna see this coming. Um, I hope everyone gets to enjoy it. Um, how you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, I, I when you when you approached me about it, I could ten, I could tell you were probably joking, but I was all on board for it. I feel like there's a lot to talk about. I feel like uh, we bring good energy. I feel like there's not a lot for people to do right now, so I think we might get some more listeners. So, like, I think this is the beginning of, uh, you know, us possibly exploding and becoming really popular and maybe, you know, changing yeah. our course of uh, what our daytimes are like. You know, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I, I see the future uh, right now, and it, uh, it might, we might have 11 listeners instead of the 10 um, I think we could, we might get like a legit sponsor by the, uh, by uh, next year or so, you know, yeah. I don't know. I hope, but, I hope you're right. Anyway, uh, uh, before we get started, I did have a few announcements. Okay. Uh, I, I wanted to say, uh, this day, four years ago, probably at this exact time, you, along with the rest of the Fulios listening to this, were all getting shawasted secondary to my bartenders having loosey-goosey hands with passing out drinks at, uh, you know, what I like to call my, my Hindu wedding. So, um, like the nice, nice shout-out to cheers. that. Cheers to your loosey-goosey bartender. I had uh, plenty to drink that night, and also, um, that was pretty sure that was the weekend that Cooper was conceived, so um, I guess uh, your bartender gets the assist there. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty sure that you had told me that before. Uh, I didn't feel like it was appropriate for me to uh, say that in case uh, other people didn't know. But uh, now that you said it, uh, no, you as soon welcome. as you mentioned your, oh, I don't even know if I said happy anniversary to you. I'm sure this is the way you expected to, to spend uh, to spend it. Um, I had actually planned as- this for a while. I was like, what better way to do my anniversary than a podcast? <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure Posh loved that idea. <laughs> um, but as soon as you mentioned four years ago and your wedding, I, that was my first thing that comes to my mind was, um, adding, adding to my family. So, um, yes, that was a good time. That was a great wedding. Um, looking forward to the next one, <clears throat> Joey champion. Uh, yeah, I'm wondering, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, how this quarantine's working out. Like, was, is there a secret proposal happening? I don't know. It's a, it's a big test. I mean, if, if he was planning on doing it. This is a pretty good test test run right here. Is there that fair, side together? That is one thing I've heard about this whole quarantine thing is that people in relatively new, you know, in a new relationship, and like, you know, it's like the beginning. It's like the honeymoon period where it's like, nah, you know, we don't know where this is going. We're really just getting drunk and you're like doing the damn thing and whatnot. But now, like, if you don't really can't spend any time with anyone else, you're kind of like forced to kick that relationship into hyperdrive and it's like mm, you're gonna make it and you're gonna fail this is independent of weitzman's relationship by the way this is just saying about like you know you know normally people are like you get like a you know a few month buff- buffer zone it's like mm, yeah. so this is the breaking news bit. this podcast will no longer be about fantasy football it's going to be a love advice from aaron kirkpatrick i'm i you know let me tell you 
I'm very good at, with love advice. Let me tell you. Look at my. Anyway, a uh, couple other announcements that we should get into. Um, oh, really? Yeah, big, big congrats to the Rossets on closing. Um, I got a, a picture uh, on Facebook of the house. The house looks absolutely gorgeous. And I know that it's been a whirlwind, wild roller coaster over the past few weeks, days, and probably even hours. So congratulations. You guys deserve it. Oh, definitely. Congratulations to the Rossets. There's no one else that deserves uh, something like that other than them. They've been through so much over the last... I mean, for them, it's, what, 14 months now? Um, but they, they, that house looks amazing. Um, that picture was adorable with Rocky up there. And I got on the computer. I saw the address, the hashtag Levitt Street. Went on the internet, looked in some of the pictures inside. It looks amazing. I uh, cannot wait to have a drink out on the patio. Um, I'm so happy for them. Confession, I, too, looked <laughs> up the address and looked at all the different pictures of the house. Uh, I can't put into words how, like, truly amazing that house looks. And I just want to know, which patio were you planning to have that drink on? The regular patio? The second level patio? Like, you have multiple multiple choices there. Uh, all of the above. And a couple on the front steps, too. Very nice. <laughs> well, um, I definitely can't wait to go visit. Um, I hope uh, the moving and everything else, you have no more obstacles in front of you. Um, and you guys can enjoy your new uh, your new house. And I have one, one more announcement. Um, I'll just, just still alluding to the, uh, the Rosses out a big, big thank you to both Christina and Jeff, because, uh, when I came home from work yesterday, there was a very nice, uh, sign attached to our gate that said, uh, heroes live here. And it really took me back. Um, I was very appreciative of it. Uh, it really meant a lot to both Poshley and myself. Um, and I just want to say a big thank you to them for that because it really meant a lot to us. That, that is awesome. That says a lot about them. And again, it just proves my point that no one deserves, you know, that, that type of house and that, the life that they're building for themselves and them. Um, but yeah, let's get on to the fantasy and the fantasy that we might be having ourselves because who knows if there's even going to be football in the fall. Um, but yeah, we got a few things that we wanted to talk about. The NFL is still doing their you know, free agencies. There's trades going on. They're going to hold the virtual draft where only um, one person in the house. I don't know what is going to happen there. It's going to be a fucking disaster. That's yeah. real. But yeah, I mean, can you imagine like the technical? Like they're they're talking about um, some owners are like or GMs or don't want the tech, the ITs to come in and set up their stuff. So there's going to be teams, probably the Minnesota Vikings, that they're they're don't have the technology or the Wi-Fi is not working and they can't get their picks in. So it's going to be a shit show, but you know what? I cannot fucking wait because there's no sports on and, and I am sad. Yeah. Yes. That's just true. But uh, let's, let's get into it. Let's see if, if you guys uh, want to hear what we have to say about what has had, what has happened. Um, and we'll dive right into it, which is some of the free agencies that have signings that have already happened. And we'll start none other than with the biggest name, the goat, uh, Tom Brady going to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Aaron, what do you think about that move? Um, you know, I, I still don't quite understand Brady's motivation to do it. You know, from things that I've been hearing and reading, it sounds like there's a little bit of a falling out between him and Belichick or not been wanting to pay him, only want to pay him a certain amount and he wanted more. Um, 
I don't know. I, I understand, and maybe Brady feels like he has to prove something that he can do, be as good outside the system. But, you know, I, I'm an old-school guy at heart. I miss the, the days of the NBA where every team had a superstar and those superstars had a loyalty to their team. And you knew that player was going to be there for years to come. And, you know, I felt like Brady really probably is the last true superstar that could have embodied that exact idea of playing for the same team and succeeding and going out with that team uh, on a high note, which he had the opportunity to do. Um, I I don't know what's going to happen in in, in Tampa. You know, uh, New England made it a priority to make sure that the offensive line was solidified to give Brady time. I don't remember if, if Tampa Bay has that. You know, he's going to have better weapons to throw to than he did in New England, at least this year, you know, looking at this set of receivers with uh, Evans and Godwin compared to whatever crap he was throwing to last year. Um, But I I just, I know, I don't, I I think he will be okay. Do I think he's going to be throw, do I think he's going to throw 40 touchdowns? No. Do I think that they're going to win 10 games? No. I think he's going to be uh, kind of an – I think Tampa Bay will be – have a winning record, uh, but, you know, they'll probably make the playoffs as a wild card. That's where I'm at. Interesting. I, I'm, not, I'm not a buyer. Um, I, I, he's old. I mean, Father Time is undefeated. Um, this just has a, a script like, you know, everyone else greats that have gone on to that one other team, you know, go Joe Montana. He never really succeeded in Kansas City. Um, you know, flip sports, Michael Jordan, you know, on the Wizards was kind of a, you know, a, an afterthought. And, and I just, I just, he wants to play. He doesn't want to let go. And that's, that's what all the, the greats want, you know, can't struggle with. And, and you know, there, it was a, a marriage that Tampa wanted, you know, that, uh, they thought, they think that bringing him in is going to, you know, be that missing piece. Um, you mentioned that he's got better wide receivers, but t- he can't throw the ball downfield. Um, and then Evans, Evans thrives on the deep ball. He'll go up and get it. Um, you know, Godwin, Godwin's, a how much better is he than Edelman? Edelman's great at what he does. And, and, and the Patriots knew how to use Tom Brady better than anyone else. Belichick knew how to use Tom Brady better than anyone else. Um, and I, I don't, like you mentioned, I don't know if they're gonna be able to protect him. He's going to take one hit and, you know, get a little banged up and, you know, it's, I think it could unravel really fast. I think he might have, you know, some of those, some of those moments on TV where you know Tom Brady, five touchdowns, you know Tom, terrific, blah blah blah. But if you t- if you take take a step back, I can't see him having uh, you know a, a great season. Um, but it is um, it'll be interesting to see it play out. Um, moving on from one old quarterback to another, uh, Phil Rivers to the Indianapolis Colts. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, Rivers is done. Rivers is done too. Um, I know, I know, I know. I mean, I don't think Brady is done. I think Rivers is done. He looked terrible last year. I, I agree, and he had a great defense, and they they struggled to win games. Um, fantasy wise, I think he T Y Hilton can be his Keenan Allen. Um, but just like Keenan, T Y has got some health issues, and if they're going to be throwing, if he's going to find him throw targets to him all day, um, I can see him getting banged up. Um, but Ty Ty is a down a down threat, and Keenan Allen is a is a possession in the middle of the field. So right. That's not I think I don't, I don't I don't I think Ty I think I think everybody takes a step back. You know who you know who I think is going to actually take a step up in that uh, offense. Two I do people, know. I two do people, know. 
Two I people. Do. Okay, who, who do you got? Yeah, go for it. Let's see uh, right. Doyle? Yep. Yeah. And uh, what, your other one, Mac? No. All right, who's the other one? Naheem Hines. Ooh, little uh, pass-catching running back? I mean, look look at Rivers' history with running backs, and what right. what has what has always stood out is that they. But is that a, is that a system thing? Really, is that a system thing that in the in the Chargers that that was always part of their playbook, and uh, the Colts, you know, who's the charge? Who's the Chargers head coach? Right now, Frank Wright. That's what he he worked with Rivers in Indy. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, so, wait. so I think I think you'll see more Naheem Hines. Is okay. he gonna? Is Naheem Hines going to be fantasy relevant? Maybe. Is he, is he going to be like starter caliber? Probably not. He's worth the flyer. He's worth the flyer if you have some potential. But if you, look, if you look back at the Chargers history, I mean, you go all the way. I mean, you had LT who did everything. You didn't need to do anything else. But then think of all the pass catching backs they had. Darren Sproles, Danny Woodhead. Um, I don't know. There were some other ones in there. Brandon Oliver for a bit. And then Eckler. obviously Eckler, yeah. So, I mean, Melvin Gordon was 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 the three down back, not th- that this past year, but you know, the year and two years before that. So, uh, I think you'll see a lot more. I think I think Hines, and obviously we all know what Rivers and Gates did together. So I think Doyle jumps up the draft charts, or should at least. Right. Okay. Well, another not these as we move down this list, the names are and fantasy relevance is going down, but um, just. Putting it out there so people know, uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is that his name? I said Teddy B. It's Bridgewater, right? It's Bridge. Well, Jesus, my God, how long have we been? Have you been off the of football for that long? Chad, I don't Teddy know. Bridgewater. Man. I just had a, I just had a total. I, just, I I saw Teddy B here, and I'm like, what? What? what, what Teddy Bridgewater? That doesn't sound right. Um, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And Robbie Anderson go to the Panthers. Um, I don't know. Um, Robbie Anderson is definitely a stretch the field type of guy. I think that's going to open it up a lot for. Mr. Moore, uh, DJ Moore, uh, and Teddy, he's not like, he's not that sexy, but I mean, he, he could get the job done. Um, uh, what do you think about the new Panthers offensive look? I would have kept Cam, honestly, that, uh, I mean, I understand, I understand the, the risk you have with Cam as far as the injuries and stuff, but he is a dynamic player. I mean, yeah, is he, I don't, I don't, I don't know. No he, one was. Knows physical he was, he was, he was, but. He can't uh, like he used to. Bridgewater, like he's serviceable, but is he gonna is he gonna win you a championship? No. I'll tell you who's better than though. Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, but you know what? Like he, he, you know, Bridgewater played in probably one of the most dynamic offenses around, and he did. Oh, the best way I can describe it, what he did is he didn't screw up. They didn't That's win. what the Bears need. Okay, but I'm but I'm just saying for the Panther for the Panthers signing, you're going from you're going from having a quarterback who was literally winning you games. You had no talent around him well, pretty much the year. What the last couple of years, Cam was doing everything to screw up. He was throwing in, in, in interceptions. He was throwing incompletions. So this is definitely an upgrade. You're, you're you're thinking Cam is still Cam though. Cam was so dominant because he could run the ball at any time. He got the ball to the goal line. It was an automatic touchdown. They don't need that anymore. They got Christian McCaffrey. I, I think this is – I think Teddy Bridgewater is a, a serviceable quarterback for a team that, if you have the right pieces, could be competitive. I don't know. It's, it's possible. I mean, everything's changing there, right? New head coach, you know, a lot, yeah. of, lot, of, lot, of, lot of turnovers. So 
we'll see. I, I just, I don't, I'm not a big, I, I think Teddy Bridgewater is serviceable, but doesn't make a big splash in my mind, so. Okay, all right, well, let's switch over. We talked a lot about um, quarterbacks and touched on Robbie Anderson. I, I don't know what, why he was on that list, uh, but another wide receiver that um, made a free agent signing is Emmanuel Sanders. Is he done? Is he over the hill with the Achilles injury, or has he still got some left in the tank in New Orleans? I think he, he he does. I mean, he's what thirty two or something, I think, um, and he bounced back from an Achilles injury to still be pretty fucking good um, on an, an injury that would probably have derailed majority of the other uh, players in the league. And I know you you look at this you look at the Saints' history. You really only have one. Drew Brees tends to favor a receiver, and it really just was Marcus Colson for all these years. And I think Brandon Cooks had one year, and then they had Michael Thomas, and that's been it. But, uh, you know, I, I think that obviously teams know that Michael Thomas is a beast. They're going to do everything they can to stop him. I don't think that anyone else – Ted Ginn is, uh, is a deep threat, and that is really it. Um, and then they had Traquan Smith, who, was, who supposedly has talent, but, you know, he has flashes here and there. I think Emmanuel Sanders uh, – is a serviceable starter for this season coming up. Uh, yeah, I, I think um, his health issues is only only an age, the only concerns. But I mean, Drew Brees is old; he doesn't need to be like the number one guy. Um, that's going to no, help. No, exactly. Um, so yeah, he's uh, he's an interesting name to see uh, how he does, and especially in that in that high powered offense. Um, the last guy that I wanted to talk about, um, and not because I think he's going to be good, but. Um, Melvin Gordon going to the Broncos. Um, now they have Royce Freeman, who they drafted and they believe in. They got their the the, the little guy um, Philip Lindsay, Philip Lindsay, and now Melvin Gordon. I think it's gonna be a three-headed monster. I think um, I don't. Royce, Fre- I don't Royce Freeman's got the the worst part, worst end of the deal. He'll be he'll be the guy that probably um, is almost irrelevant unless one of those other guys gets hurt. But it's gonna be Melvin Gordon and. Lindsay, you got anything, any insight on that? I don't understand this signing for the Broncos whatsoever. Right. They already had two running backs. Why do you need a third one? Like, you, I, I don't get it at all. I think Melvin Gordon's value tanks completely. He, 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 his value was good based on volume. He's still, he's still an explosive running back, but his, his, he, was, he was a top-tier player because of the volume he was getting. I, I'm yeah. not drafted in this. I don't, don't want to see there, and I think John Elway is uh, this year. If they don't, if they don't improve drastically, I think John Elway might be running out of his time. There Denver. is there is one other free agent signing that uh, it goes under the radar, but I think has the potential to make a splash. Um, that's going to be Devin Funchess in Green Bay because Funchess is only a couple years removed from being, you know the number one receiver in Carolina. So is he a top tier player? No, but he's going to green Bay where he doesn't need to be one. Green Bay clearly has no one else to throw the ball to besides Devontae Adams, because they're literally just picking scrubs off the street and throwing them in the line to see if they can do something. So uh, if Funchess stays healthy, um, I think he's a, I think, I think he's someone to look out for. He could make a little noise up there because green Bay is lacking playmakers. I think um, Aaron Rodgers needs I think his injury risk is less than the chemistry he needs to have with Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers doesn't trust trust wide receivers so a who who never really excelled as you know a consistent wide receiver like 
Aaron Rodgers wants consistency. He wants to know that his wide receivers are, are, are going to show up every week. Funches is not that guy. I don't, I did not, when I saw that, I was like, thank God the Packers didn't improve their wide receivers. I don't see it. Um, that's just my thoughts. And I, I mean, anything would do with the Packers. I'm going to hope that it doesn't work out. So fair enough. Um, I, I, there was a couple guys that still haven't been signed and we kind of talked about, um, a couple of those teams already. Um, any guesses on where Cam Newton and Jameis Winston end up? I honestly have no fucking clue. This is, it's, it's a very strange period because now you have a team like new England who doesn't have a starting quarterback and Cam or Jameis are not the answer for them either. Um, I have no freaking clue. Do you, would you have any ideas? Chargers need a quarterback? No, I. They seem very content on Tyrod Taylor, and they're gonna draft a quarterback. So, um, yeah, I, I do. I do not know. It's it's crazy. I mean, those guys, both number one overall picks. Yeah, um, you would think that, and, and the fact that they haven't been signed yet is like what really kind well, of like. Cam, I can understand why he's not signed. No one's gonna sign him till they can actually see and see him have him pass their, their team's physical. So I can understand why Cam hasn't been signed yet, and he's not going to be signed until people are able to actually fly out and see each other. Jameis, I don't know why someone hasn't taken a, a chance at him. Like, yeah, is, is, he, is he a turnover machine? 100%. But the guy just threw for 5,000 yards, and if you get him on a team where you have a decent defense and you don't ask him to throw it 40 times a game, there's a you there, there's potential there, but yes, does he work with Bruce Arians, who's like a magician with quarterbacks? Yes, so I can see why you might want to shy away, but I mean, I don't know why he, he'll he'll end up a backup somewhere and then he'll end up starting. So, um, and then uh, another guy I wrote, wrote down, um, a defensive tackle from the Minnesota Vikings, Everson Griffin, who for whatever reason I, I always notice him just causing wreaking havoc on quarterbacks. Glad that he's going to be uh, out of Minnesota. Um, don't know where he's going to end up, but wherever he does end up, I believe you, he's going to boost their uh, that that defense up. Um, I don't know why I wrote it down. Really I don't know. either. I don't even know who he was. So. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is he a tight end? <laughs> no, he's, 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 uh, he was a. Uh, I just remember him just all like he would the Bears. He would just always put pressure on the quarterback. And the Vikings have always had, the last few years have had a great defense, and he's like they the anchor. Have. They have. Yeah, so he's the anchor of it. So hopefully their defense takes a step backwards, but uh, who knows? Um, and then before we get into our league and keepers and stuff, uh, there was a couple of trades. I don't know if you want to give your thoughts on that. I don't know if you saw the one today. Uh, I, or... I didn't until you sent this email, and then I looked it up. I was like, damn, yeah. damn. So, so Cooks, Brandon Cooks, go ends up on the Texans, who the Texans just traded Hopkins to the Cardinals. Um, so if you take a step back. Um, the, the Texans gave up a couple of first rounds this year, next year, a couple of second rounds this year, next year, and they ended up getting David Johnson and Brandon Cooks, and they gave up Hopkins. Um, your thoughts? The Cardinals uh, just got highway robbery. They For just sure. performed highway robbery on the fucking Texans. Like, you know, they got, like, a top-tier receiver for best, an up-and-coming – what's that? The best receiver in the game, probably. Yeah. Based for on an up, everything. For an up-and-coming quarterback, I mean, Arizona was looking to really get their shit together towards the end of the season last year. Um, I mean, you throw Hopkins in that mix. 
I mean, I, I, I Fitzgerald, is he still, I think Fitzgerald's still coming back. Yeah, he's just wandered there. I think that's why they made this deal, too, that they had Fitz and then give him more pieces, make one more, run, you know, run at it. I mean, I, I could see, I can see Arizona definitely getting a wild card spot this season right now um, and potentially finishing probably second in that division uh, behind San Francisco. I, I, I really do like, you know, Kyler Murray, like, I think he takes, I mean, if he takes the same uh, steps that these other quarterbacks have taken, Wentz, Goff, win their second year in these big jump forward, um, watch out. Uh, and yeah. I mean, Hopkins is that guy, that guy literally catches fucking everything. His agility, he's got giant hands. Like that guy is you just throw it, he will get it. And that's what a rookie quarterback needs. So right. the Car- Cardinals are in prime time position. I have no fucking clue what the head coach and GM of Houston is doing. No, me neither. I mean, David Johnson, uh, had, in hindsight, had one good season, uh, dealt with injuries, but definitely didn't look like the same player last year. Um, and he, I mean, he pretty much is, you know, another Lamar Miller. Um, I mean, then, David Johnson, he, he could still be a great player. I get that. But you have Lamar Miller. You have Carlos Hyde. You have Duke Johnson. What the fuck do you need another running back for? Uh, isn't Duke Johnson in Cleveland now? No. Who got traded to Cleveland? Oh, Hunt. Oh, all right. Yeah, I need that, man. Whew. Gee, wow. Yes. My God. Really you're the, you're the one who, did, who looked all this stuff up, and I'm just doing it off the top of my fucking head. Jesus. <laughs> Uh, and Brandon Cooks is like a concussion away from retiring. Yeah. And and Cooks, I feel, I feel bad for this guy. He keeps getting traded from team to team to team. Like, does nobody want him on this team? Like, what the fuck? Well, you know what? Think about the teams that have traded him. Belichick, Sean Payton, McVay. Those are like three of the best coaches in the league. And they're, they're just getting rid of him like he's a What is that? Like, what I do not understand. Yeah. I do, the, we, there's something that we don't know going on because a wide receiver, a quote-unquote this caliber that everyone talks about, continues to be traded, and he's still fucking young. And, he, and I don't hear – you don't hear, like, that he's a bad no. locker room guy or anything like that? No. Like, I don't get it. I mean, thank God that the Texans got him because Deshaun Watson was going to be in for a – Terrible season because yeah. who the fuck is he going to throw the ball to? Right. I mean, I, th- this is a pretty good wide receiver class, um, but I mean, you can't just throw a rookie in there and you know, give him 140 targets. But like, I mean, literally, do you know the top three receivers that the Texans are right now? You have Brandon Cooks, you have Will Fuller, and you have Randall Cobb. Not a single one of them can play all 16 games. Then, in fact. I'll say this right now. The only time all three of them on the field at the same time is the first game. That's <laughs> it. There's right. no way all three of them are playing the, the I, game I, I after that. If one of them gets hurt before the season starts. <laughs> so I, I think Deshaun Watson takes a huge step back. I think that, you know, they, they wanted to make a point for him not to do as much, not to run as much. Well, how do you, how do, you do that when you trade away your best uh, wide receiver that – was basically that they had great chemistry going on. And because they had Hopkins, Will Fuller was able to get free. Now, I don't know. So, 
I'm staying away from all all Texans crap. Oh, there is one other trade you didn't put on here though. Which one? Stefan Diggs to the Buffalo Bills. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh wow, I forgot about that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that that I like I like the Bills to win the AFC East. Yeah. Oh yeah, by far. I mean, who else has a team there now? <laughs> Who's yeah. I mean, I'm I'm I the the Patriots are probably favorites to win that division with Belichick still there. I no. mean, they, they when when Brady missed the whole year, they won. They were like eleven and five with. Matt Castle. No, they were ten and six, and they missed the playoffs. Whatever. I mean, still, they're still going to be. It's still their division to lose, but I, I like. Everyone's going to be, except for people in New England, are going to be rooting for someone else to win. But yeah, um, it should be interesting with John Brown and Diggs, and Josh Allen another year in the league, and Singletary starting, you know, his his role. So. Yeah, I, I, you know, I think Diggs' numbers take uh, take a step down. They're, you know, they don't throw the ball. I mean, not like Minnesota did either, but uh, you know, I feel like Cousins is a bet uh, a better pocket passer than than Allen. Um, but I think overall, Buffalo's team. I agree with you. Team, team offense is it's not it's gonna be hard to stop them because they have. Um, I mean, just because uh, the quarterback can run the ball and they they, yep. they can establish a running game, they got two wide receivers that can um, stretch the field, and yeah, so be interesting all right let's let's get into our league and keepers is there anybody that you want to start off with here no man i'll follow i'll follow your lead whatever you you want to go to let's let's start with the defending champ i'll I'll throw that one at you joey i wrote eek next to it because i don't know if there's a he's got some good options but what decision you make let me find his list on here um yeah fucking defending champ with your Bullshit running backs going off. Still haven't gotten fucking over that. Um, so, uh, just so people could know what options are, he's got Kyler Murray for 20, Kenyon Drake for 10, AJ Brown for 10, uh, Amari Cooper for 27, Stefan Diggs for 30. Um, oh, uh, you know, the, the two that jump up to me would be Kyler Murray for 20 and Kenyon Drake for 10. I think that Kyler for 20 is a little rich for, for my blood as a keeper. I mean, is he going to go for more than 20? Most likely, but I don't know if I'm putting 20 bucks on, on him. Um, I think the best value based on what performance we saw would be Drake for 10, but we all know what Drake did like, what, three, four years ago, and then nothing happened the year after. Um, and then there's also these rumors that like, they're going to have two, maybe three running backs and how much work is he going to get? And Drake always seems to have a good second half of the season. And does that really carry over? So, uh, and I'm not keeping AJ Brown for 10. I I think that he had a great end of the season, but he's not, I'm, I don't think that that offense is going to be quite as explosive. It was last season. Um, so I, I don't know. I may not keep anyone if I'm him. What about you? Uh, I'm definitely in the same boat. I, I, his list is longer than most teams because he didn't have like a for sure one or for sure two. So I kind of kept throwing names out there. Um, the Cooper and Diggs ones definitely on the higher end. Um, probably not much value there. Um, Kyler is Kyler's tempting, um, but again, twenty. He probably he might go for more, but you're not guaranteed that he's going to finish as a top tier quarterback um if you believe in him and you know you want to ride or die with him like you did last year um i, f- I feel good with that and just like 
Kyler, or you mentioned with Drake, you don't know what, what, what their role is. You don't know if they're going to draft a running back. You don't know how many they're going to carry. You don't know what his role is going to be. So, um, yeah, I might not take keep anyone. I'm still bitter about fucking Drake and that week 16 bullshit. So, so maybe you draft Drake so he can't do it to you again. All right, nope. mo- moving on. Well, let's just, let's just, uh, let's talk about your team and how awesome your keeper options are. I had I have a lot of keeper options. You didn't list all the good ones that I have. So well, I mean, you're def- the ones that I listed. Eckler for six and DJ Moore for nine are the are the top two, correct? Yes, that's you'd be dumb not to take either of those. I mean, but let's just let's just let's just you know let's just throw out how how good options I have because you got I got Cortland Sutton for six dollars too. I uh, will say Myers. What's that? Never heard of her. Mm. Um, you you were you were loving Cortland Sutton a couple of years ago, so I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um. And then uh, I also had Tyler Lockett, which I could probably keep for, I think, uh, 14 or so. Um, Again, these are options you're going to take with what you have on the table. Yeah, but, um, you know, between Eckler and Moore, you know, I, I loved DJ Moore last year. He was such a, a picture of consistency that I did not expect to have. And that, yeah. was, that was great. Um, but with the change in quarterback, you know, Adding Robbie Anderson, does it? I don't think Aaron is going to take away a lot, but you know you got Anderson now, you got more, you got Curtis Samuel, Bridgewater. It's a little bit more scarcity, but let's be real. Like Eckler is, as of right now, a starting running back, um, and is a pass catching running back. So, like you said, it'd be dumb not to keep Eckler. So that's yeah. pretty much set in stone. I think Eckler for six dollars might be the the top keeper this year. So you're, you're already going to fuck this season up because you're already ahead of everyone else and <laughs> you're already going to screw it up somehow. I mean, the one thing I will say is that, you know, Eckler had an amazing season this, this, this season. There's no doubt about that. Um, and, I mean, he was off to the races before Gordon came in. But the year before, when Gordon missed games and Eckler filled in, he was nothing special. So there's, there's no guarantee he is exactly what he was this past season. Uh, plus, you know, new quarterback. Um, yeah. So there's, you know, there's there's question marks there too, but obviously for six dollars, the risk is there's, you know, if he flames out, I haven't lost a whole lot. All right, I'm gonna run through three guys that I thought were no-brainers, um, and that'll be a segue for something that you wanted to talk about. Costa, and you can also add if if, if you don't think these are no-brainers for these guys. Costa take uh, keeping Alvin Kamara for twenty. Yep. Uh, Fred keeping Chubb for eleven. Yep. And then Rossi keeping Michael Thomas for twenty-one. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, that, that you had something you wanted to talk about. What's that? With Ross's team, you had something. Yeah, you, you know, it it was interest. You know, it, it, it's interesting because I know that Ross had made the trade specifically to get a keeper uh, in Michael Thomas for twenty one, which is definitely an excellent value. Michael Thomas is the best receiver in the league. Twenty one dollars is a steal for him. But don't forget that Ross also has, in my opinion, still the best quarterback in the league in Patrick Mahomes which I believe he could keep for maybe like 11 or 12, which is still also really good value as well. But uh, just an interesting point to point yeah. out there. I mean, I mean don't forget, we're, we're uh, a super, super flex league, two quarterbacks starting, um, you know, if you can lock up the top one. Um, but quarterbacks are deep, and there's no guarantee that someone – can put up the numbers consistently at, at that at that high level. I'm sure Mahomes could put up the numbers, but who knows? He could finish QB seven, but he still have a great season. Um, that's a nice segue for me. 
in my keeper options. Um, yeah, you got you got some decisions, buddy. Yeah, and I'm definitely gonna make the wrong one. But I have Kittle for 15. You know, I can, can kind of solidify the tight end spot in my team. I got Godwin and his, his new toy and Brady for 15. Or I can go all in and keep Lamar Jackson for for 20 and, and see if he can duplicate his MVP season from the year before. Uh, what are your? I, I honestly, I right now I. I have no, it's 33% each way. It's a dead even race for me. Really? I, maybe Kittle a little bit behind. Really? Yeah. But uh, yeah, what are, you, what are your thoughts? I mean, I don't think I'm keeping Lamar for 20. I, I do not. I, I'm just thinking about history and I'm thinking about the quarterbacks who have had these miraculously statistically significant seasons and the season after is nowhere is never anywhere close. Mm-hmm. I can name I can ra- I can rattle off name, lots of names. You can go all the way back to Peyton Manning's record season record setting season. He didn't come anywhere. Still had a good season the next season, but did he was he worth you know the number one overall pick, which he was sometimes? No. Tom Brady, the after the record setting season, he actually got hurt, but still. Uh, and then most recently, uh, don't forget Mike Vick when that when he came back that he had that great season. I actually drafted him the next season in the in the first round. Boy, that was a fucking mistake. So I feel like, and you know, most recently Patrick Mahomes, like, you know, he he still had a, a pretty good season, but like, so to me, I think Lamar Jackson recedes, which is obviously going to happen. Like they're going to have a dip, more difficult schedule. People are going to have more game tape on them. They're going to know how to stop them. So to me, uh, I, I I don't keep Lamar at twenty, and that brings you down to Kittle and and Godwin and. I mean, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one because here's one way you can look at it. I think Godwin is a steal at 15 right now, but Godwin, you're probably getting one really good season, maybe two. I don't know. It, you know, it depends what Brady does this year. It depends how long Brady's around there for. You know, Kittle, you know, you can lock him up for another, what, uh, what three, four seasons as a top tight end? Yeah, I mean, but at Kittle, four years from now at thirty, is there really that much value at it though? But yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. I, I, me personally, I, I think so. You know, tight ends. I don't. Know, we, we can talk about that another time. But the, the consistency of tight end is very, 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 very difficult. Like, you know, you'll see the names Mark Andrews, Darren Weller pop up because of their seasons last year. I don't think they repeat that. I, I just don't think that happens. You, I can also name lots of tight ends in the past that had one great season, and now they're fucking gone. Got, Jordan, Cam- Jordan Cameron. Jordan Cameron. What's that other guy's name who was on the Browns that one season? Uh, uh, Gary Barn- Barnage. Kellen Winslow, they all happen to be Browns tight ends, but you know, like so. Oh, good seg- good segue. Browns tight ends. Let's talk about Fiala's team. Yeah, he's got Thielen, who now no longer has uh, digs to compete with targets for seventeen. He's had him for a few years now, so I don't know if that's his guy. Yeah. And he's got Aaron Jones, who. Do you remember how Fiala got Thielen, by the way? Um, auto draft. No trade from Rossett. Oh, nice Rossett making deals. He was all into. He must have been all in to win it and didn't win this this year. He was out of it, so he. So good for him. No, um, it was a trade very early in the season. I forgot what it was, but he Fiala definitely. Oh, got it was it was an add-on, huh? 
I forget what it was, but yeah. Oh, interesting. I'll have to look that up. Um, Aaron Jones, who ended up towards the end of the season looking like one of the top running backs in the league for 24, um, a little pricey, but um, do you agree with me that Aaron Jones looked pretty good? Yeah. I, t- yeah, I mean, to me, I think I'm keeping Aaron Jones if I'm a Fiala. Yeah. And then also the segue that I was talking about with, with Hooper, who signed with uh, Cleveland, um, another toy for – Baker to fuck up. Um, yeah, exactly. Hooper was pretty good in Atlanta. Um, and he was kind of like the top uh, tight, tight end available on free agency. Uh, and for just for $6. Um, so if he wanted to, you know, probably will go more for that. But he's got better options, maybe for a little bit more money, though. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it, it's, it's you know, it's kind of like a decision for you. Like, where, 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 what position do you want to solidify for the price? You know, right. you could steal in. You know, I think is he the Thielen of two years ago that like led the league in yard or he led the league in something? No, you know he's older. He's probably lost a little bit of step, but is it number one option with no with no um, uh, competition? One hundred percent. To me, uh, I think I'm going with with Aaron Jones, but yeah, I think I'm leaning that way. Yeah, uh, I don't think you can go wrong with either of them. Um, but yeah, I think. I think Aaron Jones might be the guy to keep on there. Uh, moving on, uh, Meatles team, the, another another list of a whole bunch of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let's just read out what I came up with for his yeah. options. John Brown for 10, Jarvis Landry for 16, Emmanuel Sanders, who we talked about for 8, Kareem Hunt for 25, and Jimmy Garoppolo for 18. Um, no, none of those values really stand out. Um, um, none of the names really stand out. But this is the list that I came up with. Yeah, I mean, do I think that? Uh, I mean, John Brown. I don't think I'm keeping for ten. I don't think he's going to go for much more than ten with Stefan Diggs in town now. Right. Uh, Landry, I think will go for more than sixteen, but not much. Maybe twenty something. Um, Emmanuel Sanders will definitely go for more than eight, but I don't know if I want to keep him for that. Um, and Hunt for 25, that's, that is interesting. I don't know how, what Hunt's value is. Yeah, is, but with Chubb there, there's no way he's going to have enough volume to produce. I don't know. Like, I read something uh, earlier that like, if you look at the fantasy points per game for the two of them when they played together, it wasn't much different. No, oh, interesting. Yeah, so... So, if anything, it's just going to hurt Chubb. Correct. Um, so, that's why I'm like, I don't know what Hunt's value is. Uh, you know, some... I personally would not spend 25 on Hunt with Chubb ar- around there. Yeah. But some people might. So, I don't know. If I'm Meatle, I'm, I'm, I might not keep anybody. Right. Um, so, that was a, a hodgepodge list. I couldn't even come up with a list for Turb. Uh, dude, Metcalf for six is actually really good. You think? I mean, Metcalf lit the fucking playoffs on fire when he played. So. So there you have it, Turb, keeping Metcalf for six. I think, I think, I, you know, that he was a rookie last year, a rookie receiver. You know, how many, you know, how many times do we have rookie receivers come in and actually, like, become relevant that quickly? It's rare. Rookie receivers usually take a year or two to develop. Like it's 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 not common. I think I think Metcalf for six is 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 a good deal. I think 
he turns into the number one receiver this year. I think he over, takes over for Tyler Lockett. Interesting. Um, I think this one is, uh, is a couple good options for a pretty good value. Daniel and keeping James Conner for 15 or Cooper Cup for 15. What do you think? Uh, I don't think – I had James Conner on my, my other league, and he's just not – he can't stay healthy. He's not, he's not a bell cow back, unfortunately. He, he had that one season that he filled in for Le'Veon Bell and was great, but I think this season showed that like, he cannot handle the workload by himself. So um, I think I'm keeping Cup. Uh, with the trade of, of Cooks, I think Cup's value significantly goes up because Cup fell off a cliff the second half of the season last year because they got the tight ends more involved. But now I, I think, and he also was coming back from that ACL, and he'll be he'll be. Apparently- he, that that didn't bother him at all. I mean, he he the beginning of the season he was on freaking fire. They just they just rearranged their their scheming plan. So I I mean I think Cup for fifteen is is the way to go. I, I do too. I, I think Connor was kind of a, a flash in the pan, and 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 they're the the Steelers aren't the Steelers what they used to be. You know. Yeah, I think Connor still is going to have great games. But he, he, it's not the backfield to himself, and for yeah. that reason, I don't think he's worth that money. All right, I think we're down to two more. Um, another hodgepodge list is Bassinger, who's I've got Wentz for 17, Calvin Ridley for 15, Waller for 10, McLaurin for 10, Galloway for 22, and AJ Green for 22. And Devin Singletary guys- and Devin Singletary oh, yeah. for 10. That, that's right. Um, and you know what? That makes me look. Was it, oh, I don't know how I missed that one. But yeah, or Devin Singletary for ten. Is that is that who you'd go with with this team? I don't know. I do not know. I think. Uh, I don't know. I'm between Singletary and Galladay. You know, Galladay is like he's like the only, I don't know. None of those guys are like AJ Green's proven, but he's not healthy. Galloway is probably the next closest proven one because Waller, like you mentioned before, who knows if he's going to be able to produce that. McLaurin was, I, there's there's people in the in the fantasy world that like love this guy and they think that he's going to continue to really blossom, but there's just still that uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, Ridley's Ridley's got to wait till Julio's gone. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I think you got to kind of. It's a tough decision. Yeah. Tough decision, I, and, and, and uh, maybe one or two of those really pan out, and you don't really know which one's going to be. So I, don't I know. mean, green for twenty-two is also pretty good value when you think about it. Like, yeah, in two thousand seventeen or two thousand sixteen, like green, I, he, he he can't walk without hurting himself. Yeah, uh, maybe that's true. I mean, he has been hurt the past couple seasons, but like, he's still the picture of consistency when he's out there. And but you're not I consistent mean, if you're not out there. True, but before this, I mean, the season before, he missed, what, two games, three games maybe? Or did they shut him down early? I forget now. They might have shut him down early. That's right. You're right. So, yeah, injuries have definitely caught up with him. So, I don't know. I think, I think it depends what Buffalo does with their running back, what, what, what comes out of training camp as far as their running back situation. If Devin Singletary is looking to be the lead back, then I, might, then I would keep him. Yeah, for ten, if you can get a lead back on a team that people think are going to make the playoffs. The, the problem is he wasn't the goal line back for them. That hurts. Yeah. 
Um, our final guy, Grant, um, he's got a couple of options. Oh, this is um, a no-brainer. Henry for 26, Josh Allen for 16, and Gallup for 7. Um, yeah, Henry for 25? Oh, God, I think so. Yeah. I think, I think uh, Henry is – I think we're, you know, we've been dancing around a breakout season, a breakout season, and, like, the past two, three seasons, this guy has really just catapulted the end of the – the second half of the season. Dion. Um, He's gone. What's his name? Lewis. Dion Lewis is gone. Um, I'm not saying that Tannehill is going to have the exact same season that he had this past season because I, I think that the, he will recede a little bit. But I think that he makes that team better. And in turn, that gives Henry the option. I think, I think this is the season where Henry really establishes himself as a consistent week in, week out, like, cornerstone for your, for your team. I, I think Henry 25 is a fucking steal. Um, my only concern with Henry is he gets off to slow starts and he gets so much better as the season goes on. And when you, when you put, have him as your cornerstone of your team and, and he's putting up bad numbers at the beginning of the year and you're all of a sudden looking at 0-3, that hurts. But I, I $25 for, to get what he produces later in the season when the weather gets cold and he's running over people and running by people, it's scary. All I have to say is that the the two teams that were in the finals this year were not uh, starting at the top of their division. So 0-3 is not always the, the worst thing in the world. And there you have it. Oh, wait. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, any of the, the rookies in this draft? I, I don't know, I don't know I anything about them. Like the top rookies and running backs? I know nothing about them. These names are they, – they could be rookies. They could be fucking strippers. I have no idea who they are. <laughs> C.D. Lamb? Is that one of the strippers? Well, they, they all could be. I don't know. Cam yeah. Akers? <laughs> yeah. um, the, the only one that I really know anything about is Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Um, he's good. That's about all I know. What position does he play? <laughs> he's a kicker. Oh, good, nice. Well, I'll draft him. Oh, speaking of kickers, big time. There was a big kicker move, by the way. Zerline going to the Cowboys. Greg Zerline. Greg, Greg the leg. Yeah. Legs. What was his nickname? My, uh, Legatron. Leg? No, it was something like Jay Z. What? No, it was Legatron. Oh, that's your nickname for him because you're. No, I'm not. That's Google that shit, man. I know I'm right. <laughs> All right, man. This was fun. This was definitely something I looked forward to, um, and I enjoyed doing it. It was a good change of pace with this very uh, mundane life that we yeah, all live. Yeah, man. If, uh, well, if people want more of this, I'm happy to do it again. I, have, right. to, I have to do it in my non-ICU week, though, because I have to have a, a drink or two while I'm doing it, and I can't do that. In my, so it, it could be an every other week kind of thing if uh, – People right, cool. are clamoring for it. Yeah, maybe we can uh, we can come up with some other topics besides fantasy that we can talk about. For sure, dude. Awesome. Well, uh, I hope everyone enjoys. I hope everyone's staying home and staying safe. Pleasure as always, my man. Take care. Right. Thank you, superhero Aaron Kirkpatrick. Not a problem. Take care. See you. Bye.